Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Doan, and today we're going to be talking about moving into quarter two. But first, before we jump into all of that, I thought I'd give you my weekly update. So what's happened to me this week? Well, this week didn't start out great. Last weekend, I managed to slice a deep chunk out of my finger whilst I was cutting onions um, while I was preparing dinner. A little bit of a funny story and a little bit of a lesson to be learned from this. So I went to um, the bathroom cabinet, which is where I kind of keep all um, like uh, aspirin and uh, that kind of thing, uh, medicines and stuff. Um, so I went in to get a plaster um, once it had, once it had happened. So I sliced it, realized I sliced it. Luckily, I was able to get a piece of kitchen roll quite quickly and apply pressure to it. So it stopped bleeding fairly quickly. So I thought, oh, I'll go and get a plaster. Went to the bathroom cabinet, looked in, no plasters. I uh, managed to not have any. So um, I don't think I've needed any since I've moved into this um, this house. Um, so I've just never had any, So um, which which was obviously an oversight. So there's a lesson to be learned there always have some plasters on hand so if you haven't got any plasters in your house go and get some just in case so i thought well what can i use instead because i can't leave it as it is it was about 10 o'clock at night so um, i'd have had to travel a fair way to a local garage or um, um, a 24-hour store which is not near where i live so i'd have had to travel a bit of distance to get somewhere and i thought oh in the car i've got a pet first aid kit so popped out to the car got the first aid kit um, brought it up uh, to the house uh, which is good so opened it up no plasters in there either so but there were some um, gauze pads so I was able to use the gauze, pad, gauze pads um, wrap right around my finger tape it up and job job was a good one um, for the time being so uh, put the, the log in the store short of that story is make sure you've got some plasters in your house because I'd, I'd forgotten to get some um, luckily I had the pet first aid kit. Um, I'm sure it's the same as a normal first aid kit. It's just got a picture of a dog on the front of it and it probably cost me about five or 10 pounds more than a normal first aid kit. Um, everything in there was kind of fit for human consumption. In fact, it all was describing how to use it on humans. Um, so like I say, I'm pretty sure it's exactly the same as a human first aid kit, but just, uh, just with a picture of the dog on the front of it. Um, so, like I said, that, that was how my week got off to a start, although it did get better from there, which was good. Um, I'd had a few um, slow weeks running. I had, I'd got back into my running, which was good. Um, and um, this week, I managed to do my longest run. So, I ran with snow, and we ran just over seven miles, um, which is really good. We did that with a, a friend, a good friend of mine, Nick. Um, so... Um, he, he's been helping me with my running and trying to increase my mileage. So that's been really useful. Um, like I said, we just got our, it was our furthest run. So we did just over seven and a bit miles. Um, I think it was 7.4, something like that miles. Um, in just under an hour, I think we did that in 54 minutes, something like that. So it was, it was really good. I was really, really pleased with that. So, um, that is looking good because I've got a half marathon in May. Um, so I'm slowly increasing my mileage up until that point. Um, so I can, obviously finish the race and, and try and get the best time I possibly can. I'm not looking to um, set the world on fire in terms of my time. Uh, my aim is just to complete the half marathon. Um, if I if I know I can get it finished and get it done, um, I'll be really pleased with that because then I can book another one in and it focus on increasing my time. So it doesn't matter so much if I don't run the whole race. I'd really like to be able to run the whole half marathon without walking at any point. Um, but realistically, with the time frame I've got, I'm not too fussed about that. 
it's um, as long as I get it finished this time and then the one after. I've not booked another one yet, but I hope to. Once I've got this one done and under my belt, then I can look at either running the whole way if I if I was not able to, or increasing my speed. So that's kind of um, I've kind of practiced what I was saying in there in one of the previous episodes in terms of making sure you set the right goals, which we're also going to come on to in a bit. Um, because there's no point in me setting a, a really quick time for myself to run it too, because the chances of me achieving that are, are pretty slim with where I am along my running journey. So I've set myself an achievable goal, which is just to, just to finish the race. Um, as, a, as a bonus, I'd love to be able to say that I did it without stopping, you know, without um, a walking at all, so continually running through, through the race um, for the full distance. That'd be fantastic. Um, but I think that actually getting the, the, the mileage in, I think, is extremely doable. Um, and then I can focus then in the future on getting a better time. Um, the last thing I thought it was worth mentioning, we had some fantastic weather uh, the weekend just gone this weekend. Um, so um, I was able to get out and play golf for the first time this year. Um, I'm a bit of a fair weather golfer. Um, I've been playing golf for about two years now on and off. Um, I'm not great. I love playing golf, but I'm rubbish at it. Um, but it doesn't stop me. I tend to lose more balls than uh, than, than I uh, play with. So um, I, I always end up with less balls than I started with. Um, but like I say, I love it. Um, I'm a fair weather golfer, so we've not golfed for about three or four months over the winter period. Um, but we're getting back into it now, so that'll be good. Um, we decided, um, I think not not this winter just gone, but the winter before, I was out um, with my brother playing golf. Um, I think in February, and um, it got down to uh, four degrees, and it was absolutely freezing. Um, we were on a fairly open golf course, so it, not only for four degrees, it had a howling wind across it as well. Um, so um, we, I always decided that I wouldn't play golf in below seven degrees uh, temperature um, because it's just so cold. I think we, I think it was South Herefordshire golf course we were on, if I remember rightly, and it might have even been colder than that. So I remember we were hitting the ball a fair distance because there was actually ice on the um, on the course, which was making the ball bounce further. So it was giving us um, a further distance if it was bouncing on. Uh, but sometimes it was kind of digging into the ice, so it, it stopped short. Um, but it was freezing. I think um, we uh, went. We, we were going to play 18 on that day, um, but we stopped after about four four holes because it was so cold. So definitely a fair weather golfer now. We decided to stop that. Um, so it was good to get out this weekend, like I say, get back onto the course. A bit rusty, but even more rusty than usual. Um, although impressively I only lost two balls although it was only a nine-hole ho- nine course that we were playing on today um, so still not great but good to get out into in the warm weather nonetheless so that was good so hopefully you've all had a good week and um, got some good stuff done um, enjoyed the weather at the weekend because like I say it was, it was quite fantastic where we were a uh, nice change it was a beautiful uh, Sunday was, was really beautiful it was 13, 14 if not warmer 13, 14 degrees. So hopefully you managed to enjoy that. Um, so with all that being said, I thought we'd jump on on into our topic. So uh, today I wanted to talk about uh, moving into quarter two. So we all know it's 2019 now um, and we've just, we're have just we just coming out of quarter one. We're coming out of the first quarter of 2019. We're coming into quarter two. Um, so that's um, really good. It seems to have flown by uh, weirdly. So I don't know whether that's because I'm getting older now. Uh, but um, it certainly seems to be flying by a lot quicker the year. 
Um, but like I say, we're coming out of quarter one and we're coming into quarter two. So it's time to uh, talk about um, two things. So I've got two things in terms of this that I want to speak about. So it, the first thing is taking stock of what you've achieved in quarter one. And the second thing is adjusting to move forwards into quarter two. So in terms of taking stock, um, it's time to think about um, did you did you achieve the goals you set out at the beginning of the year or have you progressed them as expected? Because obviously some of your goals may take longer than a quarter to achieve, but have you reached the right points that you expected to by this time? So when, like I said, we're moving into quarter two, so you should have had some idea um, you should have had it written down or, or had at least some idea of where you wanted to be with your goals. Hopefully um, you're hitting those targets and you're kind of, you kind of know where you are and you're in the right place where you kind of expected. But what do you do if you don't? So first of all, if you've achieved your goals or got, got them to where you thought they would be, congratulations. That's fantastic. We're doing really well. Um, is it time to set some new goals? Um, but equally, is it time... Even if you have achieved them, you need to look back and check that they were the right goals, because if they weren't the right goals, you know, maybe you've set yourself a goal. So you set yourself a target, but you've not achieved your overall goal. Um, then you need to reset your targets in line so that you can achieve your goal in the future. So what do I mean by that? So as an example, um, so if you were trying to run a marathon in a certain time and try and take a fitness one, because it's what I was just talking about in the intro, if you were trying to run a marathon within um, a three-hour time period, say, um, but your targets for the last quarter were to run 5K runs within a certain time frame, and you've achieved those time for, you've achieved that, so you so you set yourself a goal to run a 5K run in 25 minutes, say. Now, you've achieved that several times. You've knocked it out of the park. You might have even got below that. But actually, has that goal progressed you towards running the marathon? Probably not because, uh, well, it, well, it has in a way because it's got you running. It's got you out and about. So it's got you along the first step. But actually, if you keep doing that, if you keep just running your 5K, you're, you're going to really struggle with the marathon because you've not upped your game long enough. So do you need now to set a new goal of running a 10K within a certain time if you want to run the the full marathon at a certain time. Um, so what's the next kind of notch on the belt to get there? What's the um, the next step, so to speak? Um, you need to plan that out and have that in the back of your mind. Write it down or have it in the back of your mind as you're going forwards because you need to make sure that what you're aiming for, your daily, weekly, monthly targets, are actually going to get you to your overall goal. So that's if you did achieve your goal. Like I said, fantastic. That's really good. Um, but what what you do if you didn't achieve your goal? Again, check your goals to make sure that they were, right, they were the right goals. Were they achievable in the first place? Um, make sure that they were actually sensible goals. Uh, if they were sensible goals, but you still couldn't achieve them, was there a reason that you couldn't achieve them? Was there um, a, a blocker that you had that you need to go and fix? Um, was there something that you didn't, you know, did you not have enough time scheduled in to do it? Do you need to schedule blocks of time in to get those goals done? Uh, make sure you get that sorted. Do you need to trim your goals down? Have you set a bit too big a goal? Have you tried to take a too big a bite of the pie, so to speak? Do you need to have a think about, actually, I've tried to achieve the world there and I've only achieved a quarter of it. Um is it possible, you know, with how the time I've got available to me and, and what I want to achieve? Do I need to go that far? You know, am I aiming for a goal 
plate, gold plated solution when a bronze plated one will do. So can I trim my goals down? And again, like I said earlier, were they the right goals? Uh, it's important to do that. Um, if you didn't achieve them, uh, reschedule them in. Or um, if once you've changed them, if you need to change them, reschedule them in, rewrite them down, have them up visible somewhere. It's always useful to have your goals and targets uh, in prominent places um, around the house or um, in, in a notebook or something so that you can uh, regularly check back and, and refer to them so that you can be constantly reminded um, what they were. And equally, it's important to just constantly review the goals. Um, like I said, I think it was in the first episode when we were talking about goals and goal setting um, that you need to review your goals at different points in time. Um, and it, like I say, this is a quarter once. So this is a big, big um, kind of checkpoint for the year. Um, I tend to operate in quarters or seasons, if you like, prefer to call them that. That's kind of springs, summer, autumn and winter seasons um, or Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4, what, whichever kind of way you prefer to refer to them. But this is kind of a big milestone throughout the year. So it's a good point to kind of check back on your goals. But it's important, like I said in, in, a, in a number of previous uh, episodes, I think um, it's important not to get caught up in scoreboard watching. And what I mean by scoreboard watching is kind of monitoring how you're doing on, uh, how you're getting on and how you're performing. So I monitor different things. So for the podcast, for example, um, to just give you a, a relevant example, a live example from, from what I'm doing, um, I still do not know, I've still not looked at any of the reports that tell me how many people listen to the podcasts. So for all I know, it could be one person in listening to the podcast. So thank you, mum. I really appreciate you listening. Uh, keep listening if you can, because it means a lot. Um, so, But in all seriousness, it really could just be one person listening um, or it could be 500 people listening, or it could be 5,000 people listening, or indeed even more. I have no idea. Um, I, just, I couldn't even guess on a number. You know, somebody asked me um, the other day, how's the podcast getting on? How many listeners have you got? And I said, well, I just don't know. I don't, I don't count that. I'm not looking at it. Like I say, I can get a report of that if I wanted to, but I absolutely don't. And they asked me, well, what, why do you not want to know? Do you not want to know if um, people are listening so you know to stop or keep going and I'm like well I'm only on episode um, 12 13 or whatever episode this is now um, so it's only just getting going I'm just getting into the regularity of it so actually it doesn't matter to me whether there's only one person listening or 5,000 people listening because it's not going to change anything or change the way I do the podcast or have an effect on whether I do the podcast or not, because I've just not been doing it long enough to make that decision. Now, if I've been doing the podcast for 18 months and I've still only got one listener, um, then that obviously may be a sign to change, either stop or change what I'm doing. But I'm certainly not at that point yet. So why would I waste time checking the scoreboard, seeing how, you know, glancing up at the scoreboard to see how many people are listening when it's not going to have any effect on the way I'm playing the game or the way I'm um, recording the podcast? Now, what is going to make a difference to the way I record the podcast, or not the way I record it, but what I record, um, I should say, is my social media engagement. So I know that um, those of you who have been listening the last few weeks, so I've just started to do in the last two or three weeks um, um, the social media aspect around um, the podcast. So um, the Facebook page, although it's been up and running for a while, it's now got regular posts on it. So it's being posted to three or four times a week. 
Um, I've started writing a blog post, so there's a blog post on the website now. Um, I'm going to try and do a blog post every week, but the first one's only just gone up there. Um, so, but I'm trying to build that social media presence so I can build the brand and ha- help get the information out to as many people as possible. Now, how I measure that and how I kind of look at that is so I do most of that through Facebook. So the blog's on the um, website, uh, but the uh, but I uh, put links to that through Facebook and I link to the podcast episode when it's released through Facebook. So Facebook is my main um, platform for, for social media. Uh, over time, I will probably increase that. I do. Uh, there is some stuff on Instagram as well, um, but there's nothing on anything else. It's only on those two platforms and most of it's on Facebook. But how do I how do I kind of measure that? So Facebook kindly um, sends you a weekly update on how people are engaging with your posts, um, kind of a, a weekly summary, if you will, as to how engaging your content is or, or was, um, which, again, I didn't look at the first week because I thought it's only the first week. Um, it's pointless looking at it because there's very few people who are actually following the page um, at the moment. So hopefully, and that is also something I can track is the number of followers because that is important to me because... Um, as I'm engaging more on social media, um, I want to be able to see the number of followers or the num- amount of engagement go up because otherwise I'll stop doing it or change the way I do it. Um, and the reason that I'm doing the social media is to increase the listeners. So it's about tracking the progress of the process. So it's keep doing the process because the, the end result doesn't matter so much, which is the for me, is the number of podcast listeners. Um, it's about the engagement around social media. And one again, one of the reasons why I track that and that why that weekly email is now being quite useful from Facebook, telling me which posts are, are most engaging, and which people are, are liking more, things like that, means that I can track which content people like more, which means then I can give them more of what they want. So if I put a post out um, about... Um, HMO licenses, for example, and nobody really likes or comments on it. Um, but I put a post out about tax rules and regulations, and that gets a whole host of likes and shares and comments on it. I know that people are more engaged with that, so I can do more episodes um, on the podcast and more posts around tax laws and, and that kind of thing. So I can then target the content towards what people are liking more. Now, that doesn't really apply at the moment, again, because I've only just started doing the social media element around it. Um, so there's, there's a too small a sample size to start changing things, but it's good to start seeing the progress. So, for example, three weeks ago, I had exactly three followers on the page with zero engagement. Well, one of the posts that I got put out this week was up to um, 59 engagements, which although in the grand scheme of things still isn't a massive um, like in a period of a week and a bit, um, that's quite a massive growth. So if I can keep on that trajectory, hopefully I can get it even um, steeper than that as I start um, getting going. Because like I said, I'm just getting to grips with all the social media stuff. So everything I've been doing so far has been fairly basic. I do that stuff myself. I don't outsource that at the moment. Um, I'm just getting used to doing that myself. Um, I'm planning that content out throughout the week. Um, but hopefully I can see that growing in the future as well. So like I say, it's only got up a small amount and, that, and you've got to be careful because you could easily get um, discouraged from that because that's still obviously quite a small number. Um, so it would be easy to get discouraged. You know, anybody could get discouraged from that. But actually, you've got to look at the growth. So, you you know, go go for, like I say, from a week and a half ago, 
that where it was only three followers on the page with zero engagement and it's gone up to 30 odd followers with 59 engagements you know that's a pretty i'm pretty pleased with that um and it's something i can now say right that's what i was doing that week and a half was working that content that i put out was working and increased my engagement and my growth so keep doing that for another you know another few months for another quarter at least um and then once i get to the end of quarter two that would be a great point to look back and say you know right now which because i'll have a much larger sample size of posts i've put out and blog posts and, and all that stuff you know which one which posts are getting the most um, engagement it's easy then to to be able to then start targeting content for future posts and future episodes of the podcast. So like I say, it's about managing the right things and make sure you're scoreboard watching the right thing because um, taking your eyes off the ball, you know, you use a football analogy, if you take your eyes off the ball to look at the scoreboard, you know, you're not concentrating on what you're doing and can easily mess up. Uh, at least in our in our scenario, it could waste your time. So Make sure you're not doing that. Make sure you are scoreboard watching the right things, though. And like I say, for me, that's all about the process, making sure you're um, achieving the process. So for me, again, so the engagement piece that the report that Facebook sends me is really useful, but I wouldn't go looking for that. Um, It's quite good that they send it to me and and it is useful, so I will be tracking that. But I wouldn't naturally go looking for that. Um, again, it is a little bit of scorecard, what scoreboard watching, but it's in the right place for me. Um, so that works. Um, but what I would like to say, I wouldn't naturally go looking for that. Um, so just keep that in mind in whatever you're doing. I've just used that as an example, you know, uh, maybe, um, to take a property example, you know, did you set yourself a goal in the first quarter, you'd get five more properties, for example, don't be discouraged if you've only got one or you didn't get any, you know, don't be discouraged by that. But are you doing the right thing? So in terms of um, scoreboard in the process, what was your process? So instead of thinking, oh, I didn't get the five houses, you know, you should have broken your goals down into small and manageable chunks, such as, you know, contacting um, five estate agents a week, um, going on five viewings a week. That's the process. Doing the process is going to get you further forward. And if you keep going with the process, if you trust the process and just do the process, you will eventually get to your end goal. Hopefully, if you're doing the right process, that goes back to what I was saying earlier, making sure the process is right. Um, If you're doing those right things, the end goal will come eventually. So just make sure you're checking that you're doing the process and doing the process well. So, Let's move on to um, adjusting for going into quarter two. So this is all about uh, what can you improve? Looking back at what you've achieved in the first quarter, because whether you've achieved a lot or not, and I'll kind of, in a minute, I'll go into what I've achieved for the first quarter and kind of go through that a little bit and what I'm going to change to improve so that you've kind of got some real world examples to work with, because I think that would be quite helpful. Um, But this is about looking back what have you done um, and how can you improve what you've done? So maybe, like I said, maybe you had a target to go into an estate agent five times and talk talk to a, five different estate agents each week. Um, how could you improve on what you did? Well, maybe for a start, maybe you only went in three times a week or only talked to three estate agents. So the goal then should be up that to the five that you that you did and 
if you if you were struggling with the five, why were you struggling with the five? Was it because there are only three in your area and you're not really sure where the other, well, you know, another two are that you could go to? So in which case, schedule some time in to go and look on um, online, find some more local estate agents and then schedule in some time to go and see those estate agents. Um, in terms of um, kind of um, a health and fitness exercise uh, uh, goal, you know, a health and fitness goal, Maybe your goal was to lose um, a stone or something, um, but you only achieved half a stone. Um, how could you improve what you were doing? You know, um, were you, was your diet correct? Were you having the right um, balance of diet? Um, you know, were you eating enough greens and vegetables um, or were you not getting enough exercise? Um, that kind of thing. So can you look at improving it? And for example, um, the exercise thing actually is quite is quite a key thing here i think is if if you're in the gym for example and you're doing um let's think of an exercise um that this could work with um just a simple push-up maybe if you if you're doing push-ups um to do um to try and increase the size of your muscles in your arms for example you know are you doing the push-up right so maybe you're going to the gym um well, I don't know why you'd go to the gym to do a push-up because you could do that at home. Bad example, but the theory is if you if your process was to do 20 push-ups a day, say, uh, but you're not seeing the gains that you wanted, you know, maybe, maybe obviously you might need to do more than just the push-ups, but actually, are you doing the process right? So actually, are you actually ex- executing the push-up correctly? You know, have you got your hands in the right position? Are, are you equally weighted on each hand? Are you going down slowly and then coming up slowly as well in a controlled fashion? You know, there's obviously, uh, and this is not just for fitness, but for other things, you know, whether it's in property or in other areas of your life, you know, are you executing that process correctly? It's really important to kind of um, analyze, self-analyzing how you're executing that process. If you can get that right, then that's going to take you to the next level. You know, maybe you're already doing it right and, and you're seeing the gains you want. Maybe you're doing the process, like I say, but you're not quite seeing the gains or the benefits that you were after. Have a check of that um, that execution of the process. Make sure that it's spot on. Um, like I say, in the in the case of the uh, push up, um, is your hands your hands in the right place? Are you applying enough force in each hand? You're not off balance. Are you doing it in a controlled fashion? Getting the most benefit from that exercise. It's a real important, a really really important thing to to kind of consider. So what other things can you improve? Could you improve your um, knowledge more? Was there a gap in your knowledge maybe that was holding you back in an area of your life? Now, if there was, it's usually quite easy to fix that. You know, go and grab a book. We've talked about this a number of times on the podcast. Um, There are, you know, thousands and thousands of books, hundreds of thousands of books out there. You know, if there's something you're particularly stuck with, um, go on to Amazon and Google it. Uh, go on to Amazon and, and um, search for it. Just search the phrase, you know, maybe you're having problems with your tax return, for example. Just go on to Amazon and Google and search tax return. Um, you know, it's going to bring up a whole host of books on there that are going to help you with your tax returns. Um, there's going to be, or alternatively, like I was saying, I don't know, slip of the tongue, uh, but, you know, go on to Google and just Google a phrase and some stuff will come up. It's amazing how much you can learn on YouTube nowadays. There's a video on YouTube teaching you almost anything. If you're stuck with something, go and look on YouTube. Maybe you need a more in-depth course on something to help you out. Maybe you need a tutor or a mentor to fix that. 
gap in your knowledge, whatever it may be, if you think there's a gap in your knowledge that's holding you back and preventing you from achieving your goals, your aim now is to try and identify what you need to do to fix that gap in your knowledge. Like I say, whatever it may be, whether it's going on a course, reading a book, whatever, Googling something, going on Amazon and, and finding a book or something on there. Um, you know, sometimes you can you can find a video on stuff um, online, whatever it might be. Go and find out what that is so that you can fill that gap. You know, what else can you improve? You know, in it's in terms of any aspect of your life. So your relationships, you know, have you got great relationships with your family, your friends, that kind of thing? Because that's going to help you achieve your goals. Because if you've got supportive people around you, you're going to be much more, you're going to be in a happier place. You're going to be much more productive and get much more done. So do you need to change who you're spending time with? Maybe you're doing everything right. Maybe you're executing your processes perfectly. Um, your processes are all lined out. You've got some really good goals and things and you're actually achieving but you're around negative people. So you're all, so although you're achieving your goal, you can't really enjoy it because, you know, you, your energy is being drained away from these negative people around you. So do you need to change who you're hanging around with? Um, again, I've said this, I'm pretty sure I've said this before, you know, there's the quote, you know, you are the average of the five people you spend most time with. So do you need to get yourself around more positive people, um, enjoy more people's time? Do you need to spend time with, um, people who know more operate in a certain way. If you're trying to get into property, start spending some time with people who have property because that stuff's going to rub off on you. You know, you're going to learn by osmosis almost um, if you're spending more time with people like that. So master those relationships and also kind of with your friends and family. Do you have positive, good relationships with your friends and family? Um, Because again, that's going to help. And that's about kind of and doing the right things, you know, you send in birthday cards and all that kind of stuff, um, because that's all going to contribute to having good relationships as well. What's your relationship with money like? So um, not relationships with people, but what's your relationship with money like? Do you have a good relationship with money or a bad relationship with money? Do you operate from um, a poverty mindset or a mindset of um, abundance, you know? Have you made that shift in your mindset? Are you now managing your money correctly or are you still worried about your money? Um, It's important to kind of have a think about that. What's your relationship with um, time and time management? You know, are you wasting time um, doing, um, you know, are you spending too much time on social media? Are you spending too much time playing games, you know, playing Xbox or PlayStation or whatever? Um, Are you spending too much time watching TV? Are you spending too much time working, you know, because... You can always spend too much time working. You can have too much of a good thing. And is that impacting on your relationship? So take a look at that and see if you can improve any of that stuff. It's important to kind of have a, have all this going through your mind at each quarter. Try and see what you can improve. How's your health doing? Are you spending too much time working, which means you're not sleeping enough, which means you're getting ill more and more? Well, that's a bad cycle. That's a really negative cycle. Work slightly less, sleep more spend more time well and healthy and then you can reinvest that time back into work at a future date because if you're constantly getting ill because you're not getting enough sleep or enough rest then your work will decline and you physically won't be able to work so you're going to be in a worse place in the future because of your actions so make sure that you kind of plan that out and you're doing those necessary things because people quite often forget about their health you know like I talk about it quite frequently because it it is important to me and I don't want to forget about it. 
but it's the bed bedrock for everything else that I do. Because if I'm not healthy, then I can't do anything else. If I'm not healthy, I can't sit here and record the podcast. If I'm not healthy, I can't go out and talk to estate agents. If I'm not healthy, I can't go out to work and earn money. If I'm not healthy, I can't reply to people on Facebook who are, who are, who are messaging me, asking me questions or um, looking for updates on, on a topic that, I'm, that I can help them with. You know, I can't do all that stuff if I'm not healthy. Um, now, there is a bit of a cliche saying that health is the new wealth. And in a way, that's true because, like I say, if you're not healthy, then you can't do all that other stuff. You can't go out and spend time with family and friends. You can't take your your husband, wife or partner um, out for dinner because you just won't be able to go out, you know. And in worst case scenarios, you're going to be in hospital or, or, you know, spending a lot of time at the doctor's. So you're going to lose more time again. So it's important to put that time in up front to, to invest in yourself to give you the best chance for achieving your goals in the future. So have a think about all that that we've just gone through, you know, and, and make the adjustments that you need to go forward. Now, as I just said, um, you know, positioning yourself today to get yourself where you need to be in the future is really important. Um, and I think some people forget this because where you are today is because of the things you did three, four, five years ago. So let me say that again. Where you are today is because of the things you did three, four, five years ago. So if you're broke today, it's not because you were spending money yesterday, usually, unless you, you've just been to Vegas and put it all on red or something. Um, but usually it's because of actions over a, a long period of time that's led you to where you are. So what you've got to keep in mind is you need to help the future you. And remember, what you do today will help you get you where you need to be in five years time. So again, that's what you do today will help you get where you need to be in five years time. So when you're doing the right things today, so whether that's exercising, whether that's putting in the work, you know, uh, grinding down at the estate agents or um, grinding online, put, putting the uh, social media posts up, or, you know, if you're in uh, getting your taxes done, um, all that good stuff is going to help you get in the right place in the future. So if you're investing the time today, it's going to affect where you go in the future. Now, it's not going to change anything for tomorrow or the next day, next week, or even next month. Usually it's going to be years out because you've got to take that consistent action to get there. So it's all about doing the right thing today, forgetting about the outcomes and doing the right things all the time, doing the right things at this moment in time to get you where you want to be. And if you do that consistently uh, over you know a period of years, you're going to move forward. Now, you may not get where you want to do because you might have to make those other adjustments that we were talking about earlier. You might have to tweak your processes, but it will definitely get you further forward than where you are today. The other thing to remember, because um, if, if some people say to me, you know, oh, I, I, I can't do that because um, uh, my partner doesn't agree with it or um, my partner doesn't think it will work or... or um, for younger folks that I talk to or my parents don't think it'll work or, or, or whatever. Um, the thing is, if you can believe it, then you can put it into existence. So as long as you can believe what you can do, um, as long as you can believe that you can achieve your goals. And again, this is, this is nice and easy. If there are people out there, and there usually is now because nothing's new anymore, really. There are usually people out there that have done what you're trying to achieve. 
So if somebody else out there has achieved what you're trying to achieve, you know in your mind that that can be done. So you can believe it. So now you just need to do the right things to get you there. So if you can believe it, you can see it. And don't worry about if other people can't see it coming into existence because it doesn't matter whether they can see it or not. It's about whether you can see it and whether you can believe it and whether you can execute and do the actions you need to to get there consistently. So I think that's quite a good conversation and I think it's worth kind of spending a lot of time um, over the next week or so um, reviewing your goals and stuff. Um, what I thought I'd do now is just go through some of the things I've achieved um, in quarter one and that I'm going to kind of cover off both personal and uh, uh, work related because I think it's important to kind of give you some real life examples. So talk about um, the podcast first of all, um, you know, I've gone from having not a po- no podcast last year. Um, so first of all, actually, before I get into that, it's actually worth saying that actually this quarter, this quarter one has probably been the most productive quarter of my life. Now, there's a number of reasons for that. Um, I've done a lot of personal development over the last six to 12 months, which has kind of put me in a place for that. But I've specifically kind of taken more action this quarter than I've ever taken before. Um, and as a result, I've achieved a lot more than I've achieved before. So in terms of the podcast, um, I didn't have a podcast before this quarter, never had a podcast. Um, so I've gone from no podcast with no episodes to having a podcast with 12, 13, 14 episodes, whatever episode we're on now, um, which is a real big win for me. So just doing it consistently week after week after week, you know, is getting getting it done. So what a phenomenal thing um, to, to have been able to do. I'm hoping that I can help. I've helped people through that period, even that in that first quarter. Like I say, my li- I don't know how many people are listening, but I know that some people are listening. So hopefully I've helped people with that. So I, um, I'm really pleased and really proud that I've been able to do that. I think that's phenomenal. Um, I've now got the social media aspect wrapped around it. So again, I've not really done any business social elements before. Um, so ramping that up has been good again I've only done that in the last one and a half two weeks um but that's there and that's consistent now it's been consistent for two weeks the aim now is to do it consistently over the next um months and years as well um so I can see that growing you know I gave some numbers earlier on you've gone from zero likes uh zero engagement to 59 engagement again although the numbers aren't massive in the week and a half two weeks of doing social media and probably doing it badly because it's the first time I've ever kind of done it in a business context um that that's a nice growth and again i'm really pleased with that in terms of property so I, although i still have uh, no properties uh, my understanding of property management and the strategies has significantly improved i've done some of the progressive courses which have helped massively i've created some relationships with investors i've got some investors that i talk to now on a regular basis so i know what they want and what they're after and how i can help them so i've got that that's really positive I've got um, some good relationships with local estate agents now. That was harder to say than it needed to be. I have some good relationships with local estate agents now. That's better. Um, So that's really positive. Um, You know, I I was really nervous about talking to estate agents when I first started. Now I can go in and have a conversation. Some of them I've known for, for a few months now. Um, so I can have a really good conversation with them and I'm better, better at kind of introducing myself and meeting, meeting new estate agents now. So that's helped my confidence somewhat. So that's really positive. Um, I know how to financially structure, structure a deal now. So 
um, and how to finance it. So that's really positive as, as to when I was starting. I kind of had no idea how I was going to finance a deal. So if I found the right one, I, I was kind of not, I, I didn't have any knowledge of how I would uh, would achieve it, so to speak. So I now have all that lined up. Like I said, I've talked to a couple of investors. I've got that sorted. So I'm much more confident in that. And in terms of um, finance element, my personal finances are in the, the best they're not necessarily in the best position they've ever been in, but uh, my personal finances, I'm in a much more stronger position in terms of I know exactly where my money is. I know exactly where it's going. Um, so I might personally, financially, I'm in a much sounder place than I've ever been before with a stronger understanding. So I, I have had more money available to me at other points in my life, but I never really understood where or how I was accessing it. Now I've got that knowledge and, and that's been a concerted effort over the last quarter to make sure I understand that and know that and can can answer that or have that information to hand at any point. So now I have all that, which is really positive. That's a really good step. And again, that helps me with um, the property investment. So if a deal falls in my lap tomorrow, I know where my own money is so I can go and access that if I can, if I need to. I know where my investors are so I can go and access them if I need to. Um, I know what range of financial options from kind of banking institutions are. So I understand that a lot better. And again, that's been a concerted effort over the last quarter to get that knowledge and gain that understanding of both the um, kind of banking financial um, options and my own finances. Um, so that's a really positive step forward in terms of my health and fitness. I'm probably the healthiest and the fittest I've ever been, although I was ill like when I was in um, Jamaica, you know, that happened and, and I've certainly been um, much healthier this year than I was last year. Um, you guys may not know this on the podcast. I don't think I've mentioned it before, but I have IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome, um, which can flare up every now and again. But th- this year I've hardly been affected by it so far. You know, I have odd days where it, it where it's bad or not. But, you know, previously, you know, last year, the year before, I was having whole weeks that were wiped out because of it. I've not had that at all once this year, touch wood. So fingers crossed that doesn't happen again. And one of the reasons for that is I'm managing my diet a lot more effectively. I know what sets my IBS off. So I'm avoiding those kinds of foods, which which is obviously having a a positive effect. Um, And when I do have those foods, which I know is going to upset my um, IBS, I balance it out so that I'm not eating other foods that I don't that are going to upset my stomach. Um, I'm pretty lucky. Usually when I'm eating something, I can tell within a few mouthfuls of whether it's going to upset my stomach or not. Um, But sometimes it just flares up for no reason, whether it's due to uh, due to stress or, or something else in the environment. Occasionally that happens. Like I said, touch wood, that's not happened this year. I've been much more consistent with that. And like I said, my diet has something to do with that. I'm planning my meals every week, having good, healthy, balanced diet throughout the week. Now, it's not always what I want to eat um, because I do like my food. I really enjoy a really good meal. Um, But I kind of have to throw that out of the window sometimes and have to eat what's healthy and what's good. Not that healthy food is always um, horrible, but, um, you know, it's usually not quite as nice. Um, I'm probably going to be told off for that by somebody, but that's just the way I find it. I prefer the unhealthy stuff, obviously. Um, but actually, if you stick to to what you know is good and stick to that process, the process for me of being healthy is managing my diet. That's working. That's really good um, in terms of my fitness. Um, as I said um, earlier on, I've just run the furthest I've run this ever run this week, seven miles, Um which um, I'm really pleased with, um, you know, I, up until recently, um, 
I was still, in fact, uh, still doing my boxing training uh, as well. So the boxing training's going on. That that I'm really enjoying that. Um, up until recently, I was doing it at the gym, but now I'm doing it at home more. So that's really good. So I've adjusted there. So a to save a bit of money on the gym, but also B because I can do it at home boxing because all you need is a bag and and you know some weights and stuff. I've got that sorted downstairs now, so I can do all that at home. You know, I'm going out running uh, more. Like I said um, on previous episodes of the podcast, I've increased the amount I'm running and the times that I've running have got consistently better as well. Um, so I think I'm on target for running um, the half half marathon at the end of May. Um, that'll be good. So I'll give an update when I do that. Um, so those are some of the things that I've improved, uh, um, that I've, I've achieved this period. But how have I achieved it? So what, what's interesting is, is I was talking to a friend of mine, Hannah, um, the other day. And she said to me, uh, how do you get so much done? And my, my answer to that was, I don't get so much done. Um, there's still a whole host of other stuff that I wish I could be doing at the same time. And she, and she was she just looked at me as if I was being an idiot because she's like, no, but you do so much. You, you do the podcast, you do your running, you do the property stuff, you, have, you, you know, you've got a full time job. Um, you spend time with us, you know, you come out with us a um, when you can, you know, how do you fit it all in? Uh, and I'm like, wow, oh, I didn't realize, I didn't, I never looked at it in that way that I, it, it was kind of a lot of stuff. And because the way I was thinking about it was actually, there is a whole host more stuff that I want to be doing and that I plan to be doing in the future. But how I've achieved what I've achieved so far is I've just been really strict in terms of planning my day. So I've got an actual physical diary that I use, uh, you know, old school paper and pen um, that I plan out my days in. Now, there's a couple of reasons that I do this. Um, first of all, I, I so I use what I try to do. And again, this is where I'm going to improve. So uh, let me wind that back. So what, I, what I've been doing this quarter is trying to diarize my day as much as possible and stick to it as much as possible. Now, the biggest thing that I can improve in this, which I will be improving because I've just done my own review this weekend, but what what I'm going to improve on is the amount of times I use my diary in a week. So I'm really good at using the diary at the beginning of the week. I usually get um, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, sometimes Thursday sorted, but then on Friday, well, sometimes Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I don't do it. And then after those two or three days, I always think, oh, I could have done more. But those are the days that I tend not to have time to do the diary planning. So how can I get around that and plan it uh, and improve it? So what I realized I was doing was, so um, I typically plan out my day the night before. So before I go to sleep at night, I sit with my diary. And what I do is I use a pencil to schedule my day um, to the best I can. And then the following evening, when I'm planning, once I've planned the next days, what I'll do is go back and use a pen to draw in what act, what I actually did during the day. So very rarely is it exactly the same as what I've written down um, because my days change and I react to stuff during a day. Um, but I try and keep to it as close as possible. But I do go and do the comparison. So that's been really useful. But what I've decided to do is going forward. So from next weekend, instead of... Um, doing my daily planning, what I'm going to try and do is either on Saturday or Sunday is spend a whole hour 
um, going through and planning every day for the week. Again, I'll do it in pencil so that I can draw over it in pen after each day to say how it went and, you know, compare the days. But I'll actually take the time because it usually takes me about 10 minutes to plan the day out because usually I'll have um, a whole host of activities that I want to do during the day. And then I'll kind of schedule my morning. So I have regular morning um, activities that uh, that very rarely change. It's usually the same activities in the morning. Um, and then all that changes is the order that I do stuff then the rest of the day. Um, so like I say, I, my morning is usually the same and then the activities or whatever in the afternoon. So um, so what I'm going to do, and, and that usually takes me about 10 minutes to kind of schedule it in because maybe it'll take me a few attempts to say, oh, I need to do this. I've got so many things to do and I'll be like, right, then I'll do a bit of analysis and say, right, I need to change some of these things till tomorrow or the next day. And then I'll just make a little note to make sure that I don't forget. And, uh, you know, in the relevant days that I've decided to push it out to, um, so that usually takes me 10 minutes a night and I'm like, well, I'm struggling to find that 10 minutes sometimes because I'm just getting into bed and I'm so tired that I just go straight to sleep without doing the planning towards the end of the week. So what can I do to improve that? So actually, like I say, if I sit down on a, for an hour on a Saturday or Sunday, I should be able to plan out the whole week reasonably well. Now, obviously, I can still make changes as I go out throughout the week but it's already already a job that's going to be done. So that's something that I'm going to try and improve over the next few weeks and months um, is trying to update that and, and implement that so that I can get even more done. Because if I can get control of those last few days of the week, I can probably get more in and do even more and achieve even more and get towards my goals a bit quicker, um, which is, is going to help me a lot. So that's just one way that I'm improving what I'm doing um, so that's, um, and like, like I say, that's a real life example. That's actually what I'm going to do. I spent the weekend planning that. Um, I've not done it this weekend because I ran out of time this weekend. Um, but next weekend, that's where I'm going to start doing that. And I've got that time scheduled in already. Because um, I made sure I um, went to next week's page in my diary and put a big block in there specifically for that. There's nothing else planned in for those days, just that at the moment, but we'll get there. Um, and it's just making those small steps towards success. So, it's funny, like I say, um, when Hannah asked me, how how'd you get all that done? Um, you know, it, it's two ways of looking at it. It's, you can do a lot. And then equally, from my point of view, I was like, oh, it didn't seem like very much. I should be doing more. Um, it's because I can kind of see the potential gaps that I've got and how I've managed my time to be able to achieve that. So I know that I can do it a little bit more effectively. So like I say, again, it could be easy to fall into the trap of kind of being discouraged by that. But try not to just try and think of the improvements and the opportunities to improve that you have and take advantage of those. So like I've taken advantage of um, rechanging the way I'm diarising my days. Um, if that's something that works for you, give it a go. Try, try it out and see if diarising your days makes you more effective. It certainly made me more effective. Like I say, this is probably the most, well, it's definitely the most um, effective I've been in a quarter um, consistently. Um, those things have really worked for me. They've really helped me out. So hopefully they can help you too. So um, it's, it's an interesting way of lo looking at it. So can, can you get more done by doing that? So um, let me check my notes here. I think I've covered everything off. I don't, oh, just just um, the last thing which I, I mentioned, I'm sure, was um, stop concentrating on the... Um, on the big things, just concentrate on getting those small wins and keep building on those small wins. And again, that's one of those things that I've done. Um, actually, one of the things um, 
that you might find useful. I don't think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I may have done. I can't remember. Is I have a little notice board um, in my living room. You know, a, a cork board t- on, on the wall, cork board type board. One of those um, that you put a little post uh, that you can put little pins into um, to keep things up there. Um, I've got that up there, and I keep um, keep on that notice board. I keep it as a success board. So I've got a couple of notice boards, but I've got one specifically for uh, for a success board. Um, I'm sure there's a, a more posh name for it, uh, but um, it's where I put my little wins. Um, so a little win for me, for example, was launching the podcast. So I had a little post-it note up there for launching the podcast. Then I had a little post-it note up there for 10th episode of the podcast achieved. Uh, and then I kind of... Um, had um, my 5k best time up there. So I've got my best time up there for five kilometers. I've got my 10k best time up there for uh, my best time for running 10 kilometers. Um, I'm trying to think what else I've got on there because diff- I'm not in that room at the moment. So, But it's really useful to see your little wins building up over time. And what I do is um, is have it set out in time as well. So the left of the notice board was um, the beginning of the year. The right of the notice board is um, towards the end of the year, obviously, and later on you get. And as the year goes on, I'll move the things on there closer and closer to the left. And some of those things will grow. Um, and, you know, I'll take some of those off and put um, and, and round them up into a bigger post-it, a bigger success post-it note. For example, when I get my first property, that'll go up there. But once I've got my fifth property, I'll take all the previous four stickers off and just put five properties up there as an, as a win so that you're still managing your wins. And that's really good to kind of motivate yourself every day. Um, I try I try and look at it every morning before I um, get, in, get, in, get up and start executing on my plans and my processes. I try and spend two minutes just looking at it because um, I have my goals next to it. So I've got that success board and then my goals and my targets on the next board next to it. Um, but that's I find that really motivating to see what you've achieved already because, those, like I say, those small wins all add up. So it doesn't matter what what they are. Again, it could be anything. So it could be properties. It could be going to make a, uh, a relationship with an estate agent. It could be losing £5, £10, a stone, whatever it is. Um, you know, put those small wins up there and celebrate those. Have them up there to keep you motivated and keep you going. Um, have them like like I do, right next to your goals, so that you can see that you're moving towards your goals. Because that's going to be really positive and kind of keep you in the right mindset. Um, because, like I say, it's very easy to become demotivated and and um, kind of get get pulled into that um, negative emotion if not if everything's not going your way at a certain time you know we always have setbacks but um, we can always get around them so like I say focus on those small wins um, forget about the big objectives sometimes you know now is the time to review those big objectives going into quarter two um, and again then once we've got into quarter three um, have another look at them but don't be um, measuring them and scoreboard watching every day or every week because you're going to get tied up in that. Just trust the process and execute your process uh, and keep that going. So I think that's everything I've wa- I wanted to say. Um, let me know if you've got any questions or any um, if you want to celebrate what you've achieved. Feel free to post to the Property Entrepreneur Podcast Facebook page. Um, head on to Facebook, find that. 
pop on there um, what you've achieved in quarter one. Pop on there how you think you can improve in quarter, in quarter two. Um, if you need some help with something, drop me a message. If you want um, me to have a look at your goals um, and help you decide what the action steps to get there should be, drop me a message on Facebook or drop me an email. Uh, my details are in the podcast description or on the website. So head over there and check that out and feel free, like I say, to drop me a message and I'll help out where you can. Like I say, I'm more than happy if you just want me to have a gander through your objectives with you and uh, kind of give you a little bit of feedback. Um, I'm more than happy to do that if you want. If you want a, a, you know, an extra set of eyes looking at it, I know that can be helpful because sometimes, um, you know, I get uh, people to check my goals and things sometimes, especially um, people who I know have executed in that area before because um, sometimes um, I can't see the wood for the tree. So you get so involved in a process that you can't see the end of it. So it's good to kind of check the realism and the and the thing and and the um, whether your expectations are correct in that time frame with somebody who's already done it. For heaven's sake, don't ask somebody who's not already done what you're trying to do, um, because if they're um, if they think it's unachievable because they don't fundamentally believe it can be done, that's not going to help you. That's only going to slow you down. Um, so make sure you ask somebody who's done what you're trying to do. If you're going to ask other people, um, that's that 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 that'll really help you. Like I said, drop me a message if you need some help. Um, so I think that's everything that we wanted to discuss today. Thank you very much for listening. Hopefully that's helped. Um, so stop listening to me. Go review your quarter one goals um, and check whether you need to change them or not. And then set some improvement goals and set some new goals for quarter two. See you next week. See you next week.